Exodus chapter number 20. And we have finished the first table of the law. We now transition to the second table. Um, specifically on the first table, we looked at those things that concerning God specifically and how we are to love God and how we are to worship God and how we are to behave directly pertaining to God. And now in the second table, we shall look at those things in pertaining to how we love our neighbor and how we live before our neighbor and how we treat our neighbor. We, the love we have toward God, of course, though, ought to exceed our love for all others. And if we love God rightly, then we can love others rightly. And this command not only applies here that we're looking at to parents, we're looking, of course, at honor thy father and thy mother But as you'll soon see, there's an overarching aspect to this that we're going to look at. God places in our lives certain God-ordained authority that we are to be subject to. And we learned this in honoring our father and our mother. So let's read again our text for this Lord's Day. Honor thy father and thy mother that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Um, Pastor Jerry Slate said this, that the Ten Commandments were like a sheet of glass. If you throw a rock and tried to break just one piece, you'd shatter the whole sheet. It stands and falls together, so we can't simply pick and choose what we're going to do and what we're not going to do, but they ultimately come together... And as you'll see, if we break the first table, of course we're sinning against God, but if you break the second table, you're sinning against God and not honoring those God-ordained authorities that He's placed in our life. And in our text specifically, you're going to see three things that we'll look at. The command given, the command blessed, and then the command violated. The command given the command blessed, and the command violated. And we'll spend most of our time this morning looking at the command given, which is, honor thy father and thy mother. Honor thy father and thy mother. Now, most particularly, this is addressed to children, so children ought to pay attention, but also parents, future parents, grandparents. This will do us all good to listen to this. Those who have living parents ought to listen to this whether you're in the home or not. And if you notice, this will just cover a whole group of people, everyone that's sitting here. So I'm not just preaching this to my kids. I'm not trying to get up here and just preach to my kids so they'll pay attention. But as you'll see, honor thy father and mother has application for all people that have a father and mother. This command speaks to honoring parents. But we are also taught to respect authority. And you'll notice that God starts in the home here by saying, honor your father and mother, and it teaches us at our very young age that there are certain authorities that God has placed in our life that are able to tell us what to do. And we're taught at a very young age that we have to submit to certain people. And so it starts in the home. Uh, As children, you don't have the leeway to say, I'm going to do what I want to do. I don't know how we've gotten in a society to where now kids are making the big decisions in the home. I didn't even get to choose what we ate when I was a child. Mm -hmm. And now you have kids that run the home. Mm -hmm. 
And it's a direct violation of what God has said in His Word. Children, honor your father and your mother. Honor your father and your mother. God in this is teaching us from our first years in this life that there are certain people that, that we're obligated to listen to. That we owe our reverence to. That we owe respect to. Namely here, our father and our mother. You must honor your parents. You must obey them. But you also must care for them when they age. And so this isn't a command that stops when you're 18. You see your way out and you get into the real world. No, you're still obligated by some mean to take care of your parents. Well, look at that. This respect we owe to them is not because of them themselves, but because God has placed them in our lives as a God-ordained authority over our lives. You didn't pick your parents. God gave you to your parents. And you were to respect them. A child ought not obey begrudgingly and outwardly alone, but obey with love in their heart. Children, honor thy father and thy mother. So in other words, it's not just a begrudging obedience. If I tell Maddie to go clean her room and she storms off and slams off down the hallway and bops the wall and kicks over her toys and then goes pick up her bedroom, she picked up her bedroom. She didn't obey with the joy in her heart. But if Maddie gets up and she walks in there, yes sir, daddy, and walks down the hallway and picks up, then she's obeying with her heart. It's the same kind of thing that we've been seeing with the first four commands in that we are to obey them with love in our hearts toward God. The same thing applies for children. To obey our parents with love in our hearts. A good attitude ought to be coupled with obedience. A good attitude, your parents are to be put in your life or are put in your life to raise you, to lead you, to train you, to nurture you in the fear and admonition of the Lord. In other words, they're to discipline and instruct you in the ways of God. If your parent tells you to do something, you aren't permitted by the Bible to grumble and say, well, I would rather do this. Or I would rather do that. Or Daddy, why? Or Mommy, why? It doesn't make sense. Why do I have to do that? No, we're not permitted to ask and grumble, and complain, and backtalk, whisper under our breath, the rolling of the eyes, the bitter attitude. Honor thy father and thy mother. There's a certain level of respect that is owed to your parents by the fact that they are your parents. When I was about eight or nine years old, I remember this story very well. My mama told me, go brush your teeth. And I ran in the bathroom I stood in there a minute and I came back out. I didn't brush my teeth, but I didn't want to brush my teeth. And I ran in there, I hid, and I came back out. And I told Mama, I said, Mama, I brushed my teeth. She said, no, you hadn't. She took a belt and she had a good meeting with me and took me in the bathroom and said, put the toothpaste on the brush and brush your teeth. Mom justly spanked me. But me being the rowdy little boy I was, I said, no, Mom, you shouldn't have spanked me. I already brushed my teeth, so guess what I got again? Second spanking. But what was my mom doing by being persistent with me? She was teaching me that there are certain authorities in my life. 
Didn't matter if I didn't want to brush my teeth. I didn't have a right to ask mom why. I didn't have a right to double down on my lies. I didn't have a right to disrespect my mother. It was something as simple as brushing my teeth, but she had every right as my mother to say, brush your teeth, and I should have done it. But how many times is that us? With any kind of authority. We're so self-centered in this society that we live. We serve the big eye. And who cares about everyone else's authority? But it's really interesting that in the Scriptures, God teaches us from our earliest age, our earliest time on this earth to honor authority. Well, honor your father and your mother. This sets a certain trajectory for your life. If you learn to honor your parents, when you get to the job site, you'll honor your boss. When your boss tells you to do that thing that you didn't want to do, it's your job. He's paying you. Go do it. When you get into a society and you don't like that the speed limit says 25 around this curve and I'd rather go 50 and you end up wrapped around a tree, you'll find out there was a reason for it. Mm-hmm. And that there's a certain level of subjection that we must give to those in authority. God places certain authorities in our lives. My parents were placed in... I was placed in my parents' home, rather, as them under them as my authority figure that was ordained by God. Lying to them, disobeying them, something as simple as brushing my teeth, lying to my mother about that, was ultimately a sin against God. Because God had set her up as my mother to tell me what to do. To lead me, to train me. My father wasn't around if he was at work or something. My mom was the one that told me what to do. If my dad was home, I, I owe him respect. And so in sinning against that, I sinned against God. I had no right to lie to my mother. No right to hide. You know, if my dad or mom says something, guess what? It's your duty to obey with love in the heart. That should have been the happiest thing I did at that moment was go to brush my teeth with joy in my heart that God had given me parents to be in the home to tell me what to do. And so we see that in a very early age. God had just got done telling them that you're to obey me. You're not to have any other gods before me. You're not to worship me with graven images, but in spirit and in truth. You're not to bow down to these images. You're not to take my name in vain. You're to remember a day and say one day in seven in which you come to worship me. And then he says, honor your father and mother. Furthering that there is a level of respect for God-ordained authority that we are to honor them and reverence them to give glory to our parents, to talk well about them in the public. Uh, This idea that as a child you get to argue or debate with your parents until you come to an agreement is absolutely ridiculous. I watch parents raise children today and and it, it blows my mind. It absolutely does. Since when do parents tell their children... I'm sorry, I didn't know you wanted to do that. Instead, forgive me. We'll do what you want to do. Since when was it that children get to run the house? We're not teaching our young people to respect authority when we take a hands-off approach. When we say, you do as you please. There are parents that talk to their children like they're co-workers. They'll say something like, hey buddy, could you please clean up your room? 
If you don't want to, that's fine. I'll go clean it up when I have time. Parents should never talk to a child this way. Honor thy father and thy mother. Child should be taught respect from the moment they enter this world. Child ought to respond, yes sir, yes ma'am. Where's that one gone? This carries over again from the father and the mother into society. This is more important than just something simple as brushing teeth, but this is setting the foundation for the rest of your life. Do you honor the authority that God has placed in your life? Your parents provide for you, they care for you, they raise you. You owe them respect. Really bothers me to see the way that children and behave with their parents and the way that parents behave with their children. How many times have you been in the grocery store and a parent will say, All right, and three if I count to three, you've really had it. One, two, two and a half. Well, three never comes. And they pretty much come up with numbers until the child finally gets done. Parents, you ought to lead boldly upon the authority of the scriptures. And children, you ought to respect your parents. Adults, you ought to respect your living parents. This pours over into society. Parents ought to lead boldly in the Scriptures. You ought not stoop to a level of name-calling and bickering and things like that, but lead in the authority that God has given you in the home. Children, honor thy father and thy mother. The command is given very clearly. If they don't respect you, discipline them. If they obey, encourage obedience. Love on them. Encourage them. Exhort them. Teach them. Tell them you're thankful for them. But always bring discipline from the Scriptures. Always always go back to this Word. Honor thy father and mother. When you tell your kids something, tell them on this authority. So, he that spareth not, or he that spareth his rod, hateth his son. But he that loveth chast, or he that loveth him, chasteneth him betimes. Proverbs thirteen twenty four. In other words, he disciplines him promptly and diligently. Not only in this law and this command is there a a command for the child to respect the father and the mother. But it's also applied or implied that you ought to raise them correctly. Honor your father and mother. Teach your children. And if you truly love them as the Lord loves His own, He chastens them as children. True love of a child is to discipline them. And true love of a parent is to obey. Or true love of a parent is to discipline. True love of a child is to obey. We obey our parents because we love them. So don't make it hard. Don't overcomplicate this. When your parents say something, show them respect. Love them. Yes, I, I, I take joy in obeying you. And obey with your heart. We don't go off and disrespect authority when they tell us to do something. We don't mumble under our breath. Why? Because we know our parents love us. Parents, when you mess up, don't be above apologizing to your children. 
Don't be too proud to say sorry. Don't and children, don't persist in disobedience. This is the first area in which a human being learns respect for authority. Listen to this. Honor thy father and thy mother. My brother is a correctional officer, and he said that if a parent does not correct their child and, and teach them to honor authority, he's going to spend his career with that child down the road trying to get into their head what their parents should have taught them. And what we see going wrong is that people are disobeying parents in the home and that's become acceptable and and people are okay with that and they're letting the children go off as they like and they're not teaching them to honor father and mother and we've gone away from that and now the kids are on some equal level now and the kids get a say-so and everything and then they go off and they live like the devil and they don't respect authority. They think they can tell mom and dad what to do so then they go to a law officer and try to tell him what to do and it doesn't go over so well. You see how honoring your father and mother as a child bleeds into the rest of your life. And why parents, it's so important to instruct your children to obey. Look at the society. Look at the news. Watch the young people today trashing all sorts of authority. There, what are the, What is it? It's this uh, no authority, these anarchists that don't want anybody to tell them what to do. Don't want authority. Don't want the government to tell them what to do. Don't want a police. Don't want a parent to tell them what to do. This is not something peculiar to the 90s or to our generation, my generation, but this has happened throughout all time. And where does an attitude like that start? When it's not taught in the home. These kids that you see looting stores and and, and rioting, they didn't start off that way. It started in the home by not obeying the simple precept of God's law that says, honor your father and mother. And you take parents that don't teach this and don't instruct their children in the fear and admonition of the Lord and they let them live as they please and when they get bigger, they don't respect any authority. And so this honoring your father and mother is not the end all, but this is the starting place. It's of the utmost importance that we teach them while they're young, honor your father and mother. Honor your father and mother. Because if they can control mom and dad, they think they can control anybody. If a parent fails to be a parent, a child started already on the wrong course. A crash course in society where they're going to live like little demons. Because the heart is wicked and vile. And needs brought under subjection. When we learn to obey our parents with love, we learn to obey our boss with love. We learn to obey our pastor with love. We learn to obey law enforcement and civil authorities so long as they're obeying the Scriptures. When they command you to do contrary, guess what? You're still honoring authority because you're honoring that higher authority which is God. You're still submitting And so we learn and we go in baby steps that we honor the father and mother in the home. And then when we get out and get a job, we honor our boss. And we honor the civil authorities so long as they obey God. And then the president and so on and so forth. You know what really, really bothers me about today's society is this Christless conservatism. 
Christless conservatism where they come up and they say they have the moral high ground, the liberal ideology, and then they make big platforms that they push for presidential campaigns and things like this, but all their morals are separated from Christ and they try to be good upstanding people. And then when you get someone like Biden in, now they're saying things like the Brandon slogan that I won't go further on, but they're talking badly about the authority that God has put up. I don't like the man. And I can attack his views and his platform. But God sets up kings and He puts them down. God sets up kings and He puts them down. He turns the king's heart like the rivers of water wheresoever He will. And so this Christless conservatism doesn't want to be ruled by anybody. Wants to mock. Wants to make fun. Wants to act just as bad as the other side. Call names. No respect for authority. John Calvin said it this way, that when God wants to judge a nation, He gives them wicked rulers. Why do we have men like Biden? Look at our nation. So instead of disrespecting and and going against who God has placed in this position, we ought to pray for our country to repent. Look at David and Saul. Saul was a terrible king. He started off decent and then he went just terrible. And David would not so much as... He he felt bad for cutting the end of his robe off. He said, touch not God's anointed. He felt bad that he, he had the chance to kill him and his friend said, hey, look, the Lord's brought Saul in here. Now you can kill him and be king. He said, no, I can't. Cut off his robe and he felt bad even doing that. Showing Saul, hey, I could have killed you right now. But he respected the authority that God had placed there in so much as he honored God. Now that doesn't mean that we disobey God to honor authority. Again, we obey God rather than man. What about when your parents are ungodly and wicked? Now that's a hard one. We go to Ephesians 6 and verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. So we obey our parents in the Lord. As as long as what they're telling you to do is okay, biblically, do it. And if it's not, then we sometimes have to respectfully disagree. No, I'm not doing that. Same thing with government. Same thing with anybody that's a God-given authority to you. Obey them in the Lord. It all starts in the home. Honor thy father and thy mother. We're taught from our earliest days to be in subjection. Now, there's a right way and a wrong way to do all things. It doesn't mean that we get to be jerks for Jesus. It doesn't mean because you're mad at your parents that they're more ungodly than you are and that you just get the free for all disobey them. No. There's a right way and a wrong way to do things. So we need to check everything that we do with the Scriptures and honor God first. Well, what do we do about aging parents? What do we do about um, parents that are we're not in the house anymore? We're not in the home. What did Christ say when He's on the cross? He told Mary, he said, Behold your son and son. John, behold your mother. From that day forward, John took care of Mary. 
Because Jesus was going back to be with the Father and He wouldn't be there to care for His mother. And He set an example for us. What did the Pharisees do? The Pharisees set up laws in their, in their traditions and they said, okay, I know the Bible says to honor your father and mother. I, I know that we're supposed to honor our parents. And I know when they age, you know, they can't work as much as they used to. And sometimes they fall on financial needs. And I know we're supposed to take care of them. But if you'll just say, this thing that I was going to sell to take care of you was dedicated to God and I'm going to give it to God. I'm really super spiritual now. That's what they said. They said, okay, if I, I'll just take what I would have done, what I, the money I would have used to give to my parents to help them out. No, I've dedicated that to God. What did Jesus say? He said, you've dishonored the commandment to honor thy father and thy mother. Jesus told us we must take care of our parents to honor our father and mother. It's found in Matthew 7, 9 through 13. So, Jesus even set up that it's not just about honoring them when they're home, but afterwards. He took care of Mary, his mother. He made sure she was held or taken care of. Specifically, that's found in John, I believe it's chapter 19. He assured that his mother be taken care of. A person says they love God and they often neglect the basic needs of their aging parents. They're a liar. If someone says that they love God, they habitually disobey their parents and live in unrepentant disobedience. They're a liar. You say you love God and you live in disrespect towards authority on a constant basis. You are lying to yourself. His command is clear. Honor thy father and thy mother. And from there it starts all of our uh, obedience and teaching us how to obey authorities in our lives. And as we said, the laws stand and go together. In honoring our fathers, we're honoring God. In dishonoring our father and mother, we're dishonoring God. We must honor father and mother. Command's very clear. Now let's look at the blessing. That thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. That your days may be long on the land the Lord thy God giveth thee. Let's turn to Ephesians now. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment of promise, that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest live long on the earth. And you fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Look, people will take this verse and they will run rampant with it and say, okay, as long as you obeyed your parents as kids, you'll live to a hundred. And if you disobeyed your kids, you're going to die when you're 40. Now, that's not what this is saying. What this is talking about is that if you obey your parents, you obey authority, there are certain things that will come as blessings in your life. There's certain protections. There's certain helps. There's certain things that we can be helped by. In obeying your parents, you're being protected. Now, in the Old Covenant... It was honor thy father and mother that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. 
To see the blessing here is tied to living in the land where God was giving them blessing and helping them. And then a breaking of that was being taken out of the land. And so an obeying of this commandment, respecting authority, comes with certain privileges, certain blessings. For instance, when a child is come to an age where it's time to court, it's time to date, your parents are a lot wiser than you think they are. And if you're older now and married, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Your parents are a lot smarter than you think they are when you're young. And when you have... For instance, a girl finds this boy and really just over head over heels for him. Really, really wants to date this young man. And the parent sees the young man. He's like, nope, red flags, red flags, you shouldn't be there. Guess what? Your parent usually knows more than you do. And that's a protection to you. And if you'll heed their advice, they're protecting you because they care for you. And protecting you from hurt down the road with this person that you should not have been with. In fact, if you look in the Scriptures, there's no type of courtship outside of a parent being involved. Why? Because there's certain safety, certain protection. And if you don't have parents that will step up and do this, you have the church that will help you. Find older people. Find someone that's been there and done that and knows more than you do and ask them questions say, what should I do here? And in listening to that, there's protection. There's blessing. So you're being blessed in that you're listening to someone in authority. You're being protected. Your purity, your virtue, your, your heart is being protected. We... Briefly mentioned it a moment ago, if the curve says don't go 25, or just go 25 around the corner, and you think you can go 50, and you get wrapped around a tree, that's the reason the sign was there. There was a reason for it. There's a certain blessing in listening to what it said. And if you disobey and you wreck, well, you found out what you just missed out on. So the blessing here then is certain protection, certain privileges. When your pastor sees something in your life that's troubling and he tells you it's not because he hates you, it's because he's a God-given authority and he cares for your soul. And when he takes you aside privately and talks with you, it's out of love. And in listening to that and heeding what the Scripture says, there's a certain privilege there and a certain blessing in listening to what they have to say to you. Is it fun at all times? No, not, not all the time. Sometimes those conversations hurt. But in listening, there's protection. In listening, there's help. In listening to your parents when you're young. Um, you know, we know more than our kids do. If I tell Etzel, hey, don't jump on the bed and he falls off and breaks his arm. Guess what I was trying to avoid? Needless injury. So in listening, there was protection. There was privilege. In listening, there was a blessing in listening to that authority that God had given. In obeying or heeding wise counsel, you're being protected from multitudes of things. And that's a true blessing. Really, you could say, honor the authorities that God has placed over you and as much as they follow the Lord, and there will be blessing and help. You may die young, you may die old, but there's joy and utmost joy in living subject to the God-given authorities in your life.
Parents are not killjoys. Pastors are not killjoys. Shouldn't be. When they follow the Lord, when a parent follows the Lord and tells you not to do something, it's not because they want you to have no fun at all, but it's that they're honoring this and they're wanting you to find your joy in something bigger. Christ. Christ alone. We learn this from the home first. If you're blessed with Christian parents, then they've been with Christ for many more years than you have. It would do you well to listen. They love you. You do good to heed their counsel. If they're weary of a friend, if they're weary of an event that you're about to go to, if they're weary about something, it'd do good for you to heed that warning. The government set up by God to reward evil and or reward good and punish evil. My bad, I said that backwards. Reward good, punish evil. If you listen to what they say, I mean, there's good in that. And if you don't, then you'll suffer the consequences. But there are blessings. There's the, the blessings. There's a richness in living in subjection to the authority that God has placed in your life. And doing all this under the overarching realm that we're obeying God. Pursuit of practical and personal holiness is the most blessed life of a believer. And the blessing can be shown and uh, uh, the blessing shown and mediate, or meditated upon. Let us now look at the flip side. We noticed this before um, when it says something to the effect of thou shalt have no other gods before me. It's also saying, thou shalt have me only as God. Well, the same thing kind of applies here as well. That thy days may be long upon the earth which the Lord thy God, or the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. The opposite also applies. If you don't honor your father and mother, your days will not be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. So let's look at the violation. If you disobey your God-given parents, you'll suffer consequences. Look with me at Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter number 1. Paul here mentions a list of sins. And look what is included in this list. Verse number 24. Romans chapter 1 verse 24. If you start in verse 18, the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and righteousness of men. But look with me in verse 24. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause God gave them up to vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use and that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the women, burned in their lust one to another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, Murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents. 
without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable and merciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. What's the consequence? The wrath of God. Disobeying parents is worthy of condemnation. You'll notice that it's in the same list of things such as haters of God, inventors of evil things, murderers, wickedness, fornication. Disobeying your parents, even something like we joked about earlier, about the brushing of the teeth. That doesn't seem so significant in the grand scheme of things, but in dishonoring in the little things, it sets a trajectory to start dishonoring in bigger things and bigger and bigger. And God says that disobeying your parents is worthy of condemnation. People that do these things and have pleasures in others, they're worthy of death. Just as there's blessedness in listening to God and obeying God and obeying the, the, the authority that He's placed in your life that honors God, just as obeying them in the fear of God and honoring God in doing this, there's also a stark difference, a, a, a very, very serious and sharp warning. They know the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death. It isn't just something to be winked at. You know, it's so sad that we see children misbehaving. And we'll kind of snicker and laugh. You know, they'll do something bad that we know they're not supposed to do. For some reason, if they're real tiny, we think it's just the funniest thing. It's not funny. They're disobeying an authority that God has placed in their life. As Bodie Bauckham says, they're vipers and diapers. And we ought to train them up. We ought to train them up. He said something to the effect that why are babies so little and cute and precious so you don't kill them? And why are they so weak and small and tiny so they don't kill you? They want what they want and they must be put under subjection. To discipline a child is to love a child. And to obey your parents is to love your parents. To obey the authorities that God has placed you under is to love that authority. And it's a beautiful thing in the Scriptures. There's mutual subjection. We submit to the pastor. The pastor submits to the body. We all submit to the Lord. We all live together for His glory. Parents, submit to God. The husband, the wife submits to the husband. The children are in subjection to the parents. We all submit to the Father. God doesn't have any small thing to say about those that dishonor their parents, that hate authority, that don't want anybody to tell them what to do. I don't believe in a true atheist because God has given Himself multiple witnesses. You really have to try to fight with your conscience to try to say that there is no God. And the reason they do it is because they don't want authority. And they try to get rid of authority. Listen to 2 Timothy 3, uh, 1-5. This know also, that in the last days peerless times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Covetous, boasters, Proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, 
unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. Notice this, he said, they have a form of godliness. So this is even closer to home. He's talking to people in the church that are self-deceived. They live lifestyles of disobedience to parents, of truce-breaking, of being unthankful, unholy, covetous, boasters, blasphemers, proud, unrepentant sin. They put off a show of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. From such, turn away. They've crept in unaware. Don't be deceived. The, the Bible says that if you love not your brother whom you have seen, how can you love God whom you have not seen? And as we transition from talking about how we love God and how we worship God, and now we look into the second table of the law, we look at how we love our neighbor. If you don't love your neighbor, you don't love God. And if you don't love God, you don't love your neighbor. To, to keep persisting in unrepentant sin is to be a liar. Now, we're not going to be sinless this side of eternity, but we shall be changed. We shall be. The grace of God that saves us changes us. Uh, But these people, they live in lawlessness. The Apostle warns us to stay away from them. Avoid them as we can. They refuse to submit to authority. Uh, they, they, they refuse to do anything that God has said and they pad their conscience and say that they're okay. That person who bitterly refuses authority bitterly refuses God. God shall not be mocked. For whatever you sow, that shall you also reap. If you sow to the flesh, you'll of the flesh reap corruption. If you sow of the Spirit, the Spirit you'll reap life everlasting. Don't mock the justice of God. If you live in unrepentant lawlessness, you shall receive the due reward of your labors against Him, and it shall be eternal damnation. And you may say to that, well, starting today, I'll never do it again. I'll never disobey authority again. I'm going to go home and hug my parents and tell them I love them, and I'm going to say, I'll never do that again. And you'll say, I'll never serve another God and I'll never do this and I'll never do that and I'll never check off the list whatever and then I'll be okay no you won't as you've noticed in reading the law of God as we've gone through week after week after week it's quite heavy it's quite heavy we have this law that we must keep and we cannot keep it thou shalt have no other gods before me don't have any graven images. Don't take His name in vain. Remember the Sabbath. Honor your parents. Don't kill. Don't commit adultery. Don't steal. Don't lie. Don't covet. We read those things week after week after week and they we're reminded week and week again we cannot keep what God requires. And so in and of yourself, you'll die hopelessly lost. 
Thanks be to God who gives us the victory. What God requires, He supplies in Christ Jesus. And so as I read this, this did burden my heart. Remembering back to my childhood and even as an adult, the times that I've disobeyed, the times I've disrespected authority or disrespected parents. I mean, I can't even get through the first one without being hopelessly condemned. One brother said it this way though, before God saves you, He breaks you. And this law is presented to us and if I present the law to you and you say, I can't make it, I cannot... I cannot be right with this holy God. You're exactly right. You cannot in yourself. Because if you started today and you live the rest of your life trying to obey and trying to do this and trying to do that, you'll still be judged for yesterday. But friends, there is a sure hope. And it is the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came into this world. Where Adam failed, Christ succeeded. Where Adam broke the law of God, where I broke the law of God, where you broke the law of God. Christ was tempted in all ways, like as we are, yet without sin. Look at Him, how He honored His parents. He honored His Father in all things. He never served any other God. He served as the living God. He never had false images. He never blasphemed God. He never broke the Sabbath. He did not dishonor His father and mother never killed never committed adultery never stole never lied never coveted he fulfilled the law's requirements to gain for you a righteousness you cannot obtain and this same Jesus died on the cross under the wrath of God we needed a man to save us um, a savior that could do what we could not do and his name is Jesus And so as we read this, we see the the condemnation in, in breaking any one of these. Let me remind you to look to Christ and rest, that He has done it all. He is our great High Priest. He's the mediator between God and man. Rest from your labors trying to earn favor with God and trust Christ alone. He said to all that are weary and heavy laden to come, and He shall give you rest. If left to yourself, you shall die and suffer justly under God's wrath. Flee to Christ who is able to save as He is the sure Redeemer of God's elect. He didn't come to make salvation possible. He came to seek and to save sinners. Trust Him. He's worthy. Think of this. "'Twas grace that taught my heart to fear and grace my fears relieved. I hope today that your heart was broken under the law and then I hope also that you've been reminded of the grace of Christ. You must come under that heavy load of sin. Thank God for His grace. The law will no longer bind us if we're in Christ. But now in Christ, we have an obligation to follow this because of what He's done for us. So, as we depart this place, let us strive even more for the glory of God to honor our father and mother and to honor those in in authority over us. Those who He's given to, to have the authority, our boss, our pastor, our etc., Fill in the blank. So long as they honor God. Honor thy father and thy mother that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You for allowing us to be here. 
Lord, this has been especially convicting, this, this one. Lord, I pray that you would help us to remember that any authority that's given comes from you and you've granted authority to certain individuals in our lives. We ought to have respect toward them, starting at home with our parents and then expanding as far as you've given authority. Lord, help us to live a life pleasing unto you, Father. Let us remember to obey you rather than man, though if time comes to where we cannot obey authorities above us, God, that they would command us to do evil, Lord. Keep us strong that we not do evil, but obey you. Father, help us as we care for aging parents as in different areas of our lives as we raise children. Father, that we would do all things for your glory. Maybe a, a boss as they lead in a workplace, that they would do so for your glory. Father, but whatever we do, let us honor you. Teach us your word, God. And remind us when we read the law, how, how our heart is so heavy that we've broken your law. Lord, remind us what Christ has done to free us from guilt and sin and shame and condemnation. Let us be reminded so often of what you've done for us. Lord, help us. We ask in Christ's name. Amen.